It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are back in action on a big Monday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not launching his re-election bid tomorrow. No, Joe Biden is, despite polling that shows 70 percent of Americans don't want him in office now. Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. We're going to get into it with Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen and Tommy Lahren is going to be here to talk about the Democratic war on women's sports. This is total crap. Is it ever? Oh, every day you get the lecture, we're the party of women. Stop lying to us. Oh, man, we never started. We tell you the truth. I am not an activist. I am a talk show host. Uh, and you are welcome to co-host this program for the next three hours. 888-788-9910. The phone number if you want your voice heard in this audio safe space for cool people where we say every day to the point of exhaustion, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Libertarian, you could be an Independent. All we ask is that you don't be a And I got to say this really quick. This weekend, we were at the Bananas Comedy Club in New Jersey. Uh, folks, I mean, take a bow. Every single one of you who came to those shows. <laughs> Unbelievable turnout. I mean, crowds were amazing. Fox people were great. Even Mikey, my producer, was there. Kept his pants on. We didn't have to fish him out of the fountain in the hotel lobby. Progress is everywhere. Shout out to the great Martha McCallum who came by. And great, just phenomenal audience. Martha's great for comedy. My mom was there. Marianne Fallon was at the Late Show Saturday night, which was like the closest thing to emceeing a prison riot I've ever been a part of. Girls I went to high school with were there. And I give a special shout out. Okay, you all know who you are, Fox executives and everybody in between. But one fan of mine who I hung out with after the show Saturday night, the middle show, I'm talking about the lovely Dee Dee Fine. Dee Dee Fine, if you're out there listening, and I know you're listening, I had such a good time meeting you in the lobby after the show and chit-chatting about, you know, your opinions of the radio. And obviously you said Mikey's a drunk. He needs to get his life together. That's true. That is true. She didn't actually say that. She had nothing but nice things to say. And I am so thankful for the DD finds of the world because they're the compasses. They're the people that remind you you're headed in the right direction. If you got DD fine on board, I'm telling you, you are winning this battle. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So the point is... If I could, if I could, Bananas, if I could, I would do it all over again. And I'm sure I will at some point down the road uh, when the schedule allows me to. But in the meantime, Joe Biden is getting ready to do it all over again. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Listen, man, this is Bananas. We speculated on this last week. You know, he said April 25th, they're going to launch a reelection campaign. I mean, if Joe Biden's launching a reelection campaign, he should have done it on April Fool's Day is what he should have done. I agree with that. Okay, but apparently tomorrow they're busting out a video, a video for him to launch his reelection campaign, meaning they're not comfortable 
trotting him out in front of a live audience. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. Okay, and that's the real concern here is there's been an effort made to shield him from press scrutiny. There's been an effort here to shield him from spontaneous conversation. Like even when he does a presser, he has done 93% less sit-down interviews than Obama or Trump, 93% fewer than Obama or Trump. And even when Biden gets out there and gives a uh, gives like a presser, he always, you know, calls on a pre-selected list of reporters. You gotta do better than that. But every single time. Well, they give me a list here of people I'm supposed to call on. Okay, you, you realize that our media could go out there and say, oh, Biden's fine. He's great. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are because the problem on the world stage is they don't form their opinion based on what the media says on behalf of Joe Biden. They form their opinion based on what Joe Biden says himself. And here is your president, Joe Biden, clip 28. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent, eight percent. <laughs> oh my goodness! Eight percent. E I G H eight. You just lost the spelling bee, Joe. Okay, that's the president of the United States. This is—it's not good. I'm not happy that he's in this condition. There, but for the grace of God, go I. I mean, I'm nuts now. I can't imagine what I when I was Biden's age. Gosh. But the point is that man is in no capacity, in no position to be leading the free world of the United States of America. That is correct. So when you start to hear things like, oh, we're running them again. Okay, the question you have is why? And I'll tell you why. I own a politics to English dictionary. And that is my hook. I'm not big on policy. I don't really dive into the weeds of, well, procedural bill and a cloture vote. What a boring yawn. Okay, I'm trying to keep people awake. I drove a taxi 12 hours a day. Talk radio saved my life because I had talented people like Rush Limbaugh who had talent on loan from God, as he used to say. I don't have talent on loan from God. I know a guy named Jesus who sells stolen flat screen TVs in the Bronx. But that's as close as it comes for me, if we're being honest. But the point is, I do, in listening to this stuff and assessing it every day, in keeping myself well-versed in the ways of the world, I do know, just so you understand, why they're running him again. The reason they're running him again is because he's not the president. The people behind the scenes are. Joe Biden, as a president, is the equivalent of an elderly relative who has dietary restrictions. If you've ever taken like a really old grandpa out to the restaurant, he's like, I'll have the lasagna. And before the waiter walks away, you grab him and you go, listen to me, grandpa can't have the can of cheese. Just bring him the chicken. He won't know the difference. The waiter's like, no, just bring him the chicken. Don't worry about it. Five minutes later, the waiter comes back with the chicken and grandpa's like, oh, this is great. Really glad I... Ordered the chicken. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But they love this on the left because it's allowing everybody else to be president. We're a country, we're run by bureaucrats now. 
and whatever the policy is. Oh, we're going to declare war on our domestic energy, you know, which is what we did. Domestic energy production. And what in the process of doing so, all of this clean energy garbage is driving up the price of fuel while at the same time creating more pollution. Why? Because we create natural gas cleaner in America, 42% cleaner than any of the countries we happen to be importing it from. So do you understand getting our gas from somebody else means we're creating more pollution because they're producing it instead of us. On top of that, we now need additional fuel just to get it back into our country. Never mind that we're decimating our own economy by outsourcing that production and those American jobs. A three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But they'll run this guy again. Why? Because they can sit at the table every night. It doesn't matter what grandpa wants. When the waiter comes, they get something else. Joe Biden was not a radical his whole life. Joe Biden was actually supportive of police, so much so that the 94 Biden crime bill was a bill that overzealously sentenced nonviolent black drug offenders, so much so that over 300,000 people that were sentenced under the Biden crime bill were released under Donald Trump's First Step Prison Reform Act. Over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders were arrested and thrown in the in, in the clink under the Biden crime bill. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? But now think about it. Biden is now on board, fully supportive of DAs that don't put violent criminals in jail. Now, you could say, you know, Biden's elevator doesn't go to the top floor and yay, shaking hands with invisible people and the guy's a mess. OK, but from a policy standpoint, this is a new Joe Biden. Okay, Joe Biden was a guy who, as progressive as he's become now, and we've got pronouns in the military and everything else, when Joe Biden was a senator, I'm talking up until the minute they legalized gay marriage, Joe Biden was actively campaigning against it. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Oh, oh. So, I guess we have some issues. <laughs> nope, no issues. Because if you're, you'll abandon your principles, the Democrats have a party for you. They don't care what you stood for yesterday as long as you stand in lockstep today. That's the modern Democratic Party, the people who believe your kids should be going to a drag show. Those people have Joe Biden's support. Biden sucks. He's just a pushover. Okay, a president in name only. Biden is a Trojan horse. That's why he's running again. They know he's in no shape to run. You've watched the guy. The guy was talking to Jackie Walorski months after she died. He said a press conference. Where's Jackie? Is Jackie here? I want to talk to Jackie. You don't have a clue. He has no idea. He doesn't know where he is half the time. Okay, and I'm not happy about that. I don't wish him any ill will. I want the guy to live out his retirement in peace. Okay, but one of the reasons we don't have peace on the world stage, Taiwan encircling China, Russia invading Ukraine, this mayhem going on in the Sudan, is because they don't look at America 
as an exercise in peace through strength. They don't look at us as speak softly and carry a big stick. They see us as babble incoherently and carry a big teleprompter. And Joe Biden may very well continue to babble. He may very well give this another go. You know, but it doesn't mean, you know, (laughs) it's so scary to say, you know, uh, the Republican nominee, if the race was held today, could be Trump. Okay, there's also obviously a lot of talk that DeSantis is going to get in the race and he would win. Wrong. Okay, I don't know. Maybe Tim Scott or wrong. Okay, fine. Nikki Haley. Wrong. Whatever. Stick with me. The point is, no matter who the Republican nominee is going to be. The media is going to go all in on Biden if, in fact, he's the nominee. You do not expect the media in any world to ask questions about Biden's age, ask questions about Biden's competency. Okay, because if they were, if they did have that integrity, if they were able to put the country ahead of their own partisan interests, they would have started asking questions when he said things like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the Go, you know the you know the thing. But they didn't say a word. They told you with a straight face in the New York Times and the Washington Post. Now Joe Biden's as sharp as a tack. That's why I don't read the newspaper because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. So you understand, Joe Biden is going to run again, and the media is going to go all in behind him and do everything on earth they can to help him win. We might think it's a joke. We might think it's absurd. But we thought that in 2020. We thought that again in the midterms. So what's so scary about today is Joe Biden's going to run again, and he very well may win. Okay, but if that's the case, we all lose. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Introducing the Amazon Biden, the home assistant that refuses to take questions. Biden, can you tell me when your next press conference is? Absolutely not. And unlike the Alexa, the Biden won't share location data. Biden, where is Hunter? Come on, let's get real here. You won't have to worry about your kids plagiarizing schoolwork because the Biden doesn't retain information. Biden, what year did we kill Osama bin Laden? I I don't remember that ever happening. It may look like a cheap knockoff that breaks down a lot, but the Biden is doing work you can count on. A three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. The Amazon Biden. Selling out fast in Ukraine and China. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Big shakeup in the cable news world over at CNN. CNN is the worst. Talk about addition by subtraction. Fox News can confirm Don Lemon is no longer. There's also talk in the Twitter that someone left Fox. I don't know anything about that. You are so dumb. 
You are really dumb, for real. But I will continue to update you on that should any details emerge of these potential rumors that happen to be circulating. But as we sit here on a Monday, got a lot going on, a lot on the plate today. Mark Wayne Mullen coming by from Oklahoma. Tommy Laren is coming by, and she's going to have a grown-up talk with me about the future of women's sports. The Democrats, of course, have now changed Title IX to Title IX inches. What the hell did you just say? It is a dumb time to be alive, man. It really is. And all of these new attitudes, this whole societal makeover that we're watching right now, is because of the people behind the curtain in the Biden administration. It's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden was not this radical. He's unprincipled. He's a liar. You know, a guy that would say anything to get elected. But usually politicians get elected and then they just kind of chill out and don't do anything. That's just how white folks will do you. But traditionally, that's what it is. But Joe Biden, as the most inactive presidential candidate ever, Joe Biden didn't run for president in 2020. The media did. Okay, I've said this before. Like, people didn't believe you in the summer of 2020 if you said you saw Joe Biden. There there were more Bigfoot sightings than Biden sightings. Like, if you said, no, no, I saw Biden. He did a rally. They were like, no, he did it. Would you stop it? Hey, Vinny, Vinny, come over here. This guy says he saw Joe Biden in public. That's what he says. Have you ever had a check? That would have been your response. You didn't see Joe Biden. It's like in the in the Goonies. Sure, chunk. Just like the time Michael Jackson came to your house to use the bathroom. Way to go, Chunk. He's totally false. Okay, no one believed it. So understand, the most inactive president in the history of our country is somehow the most activist president once he got into office? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Biden ain't the president. Won't be the president if he runs again. But they are making over society. The people running this thing are absurdists. Absurdists. Do you remember the old ZZ Top videos where they'd take like some, you know, middle of the road gal who's like working a, a job and all of all of a sudden that the car would show up, the panhead with the three ZZ Top chicks would get out. Hubba, hubba. But they'd take that girl and give her a makeover and they'd be like, damn, look at her now. She's got legs. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Well, in the Democratic version of the ZZ Top video, they're taking the girl out of the job, bringing her down to the surgeon and giving her a package. You're like, wait, what? what's going on here? I'm telling you, it's not good. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. The high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Started out in a taxi in New York City. Forget having money in the bank. I didn't have money in my shoebox. But the joke's on you, society, because this past weekend, I did stand up in a Renaissance hotel. That's the kind of heat I've got. <laughs> no, shout out to everybody in Jersey. Uh, that comedy club, it is located at a very nice Renaissance, and they had phenomenal crowds. It was great. But from here, we head out onto the road. I will be at the Santander Performing Arts Center in Reading, PA, May the 6th, next Saturday. Uh, following that, we will be down in Clearwater, Florida at the Capitol Theater. Hey, girl, that is Saturday, May the 20th. 
Then June the 3rd, Kennedy and I are in Davenport, Iowa. June the 10th, Mesa, Arizona. June the 24th at the Lexington Opera House in Lexington, Kentucky. Then we head out July the 8th to Holland, Michigan at the Holland Civic Center. And then July 29th, it is a homecoming show. I am in Jenny's hometown at the Grand Opera House. It is going to be a banger. So if you're in any of those areas, get some tickets. If you're not in any of those areas, get some tickets. Make a road trip before gas goes back up to 720 a gallon under Biden. Biden is such a disaster. I mean, if he announces that he's running tomorrow, uh, understand, OPEC, there will be implications. They are bossing this dude around. It's bad. Okay, America used to be the team nobody wanted to play. Like, oh, you better not mess with America. But now we're the team nobody wants to watch. You can't even look at us because you got Biden sitting there. It's just that. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Now, we'll circle back to Biden. Uh, But over on the Republican side of the aisle, we need to get into this as well because the race is now heating up over people who could potentially challenge him. Trump right now, the favorite going away in the polls. Got a massive advantage over DeSantis. Worth noting, okay, the primaries haven't started yet. We don't actually vote until January of next year. So we're a long way. You know, they say overnight is a lifetime in politics. We are a few hundred overnights between now and when the actual, you know, Iowa caucuses start. So we're a long way from home. That being said, Trump currently enjoys a big lead. Ron DeSantis, who is yet to launch, is actually over in Japan right now, where he's meeting with world leaders in an attempt to build those credentials. Now, it's worth noting, Japan is uh, Florida's second biggest trading partner. They do $6.6 billion in annual trade just between Japan and Florida. So there is a precedent for him getting together with the Japanese prime minister. But while he was over there, he got a microphone thrown right in his face and asked about the fact that Trump is currently kicking his ass in the polls. Here it is, clip six. I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. <laughs> so basically what he's saying, to the, because the reporter said, oh, you're falling behind Trump. Any thoughts on that? And DeSantis said, I'm not a candidate. We'll see if, the, if and when that changes. Uh, it sounds like he's going to run. I mean, everybody knows he's going to run. But that point he's making is a salient point. You know, until these guys get in the ring, until we see them on a debate stage this July, you really can't assess who's going to win, who's going to take the idea mantle and challenge the Democrats with it. But the reason it's going to get as heated as it does, okay, and it's heated already. I mean, Trump is throwing everything. (laughs) Trump is... Trump is Andrew Galata. You got to know this about Trump. There was an old boxer named Andrew Galata. He's a Polish fighter. Tough as hell. But he'd headbutt you. He'd punch you in the nuts. For real. Got disqualified against Riddick Bowe. He hit him in the nuts three times. He'd bite your eye, spit on you, thumb you in the eye during a, you know, while you were, you know, grabbing each other. <laughs> Andrew Glass like the dirtiest fighter to ever live. Donald Trump is the Andrew Galata of politics. Like he's just throwing everything. Like right now he's... His, his big, you know, rallying cry is that Florida sucks. It's like, ah, Florida sucks. The worst place to retire. It's the worst place to raise a family. It's the worst place. You live in Florida, dummy. Your whole family lives in Florida. <laughs> like, he's not listening to himself is what I'm saying. Trump is throwing everything he's throwing at to say it's my favorite thing in the world. No, Florida sucks. That's just the worst. Uh, excuse me one second. I'm just here on the beach in Florida. One second. <laughs> 
<laughs> this, this is like me saying to you, don't, don't drive a Chevy. Sorry, did you hear me over my Camaro that I'm driving? My, the muffler's a little out of my Camaro. But don't buy a Chevy. And to be clear, buy a Chevy. Buy anything American-made. God love you. But that's what's going on right now. But one of the reasons it's this contentious and it's only going to get more contentious, just so you understand, is because nobody wants Biden to run again, which means everybody thinks they can beat him again. He knows what he's talking about. Here is the, this week, ABC, Terry Moran. Probably not getting invited back onto the network ever again for saying this, but it's the obvious truth, which is that no one wants to vote for a guy as old as Biden. Clip five. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to, to our, our Democratic uh, form official here. My own sense is that most Americans don't want to vote for an 81-year-old man for president. And neither do they really want to vote for a 77-year-old man for president. They'd like, a, they'd, they'd like to go to the next generation. And I think part of the modesty is the, is the Biden White House and operation aware that people are uneasy with his age. And- Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Very uneasy. And let's be clear, because they're really trying, even over at CNN, CNN is trying to create an air of impartiality. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Probably not. But CNN, if you're just tuning in, did announce that Don Lemon is no longer with CNN. (laughs) Well, don't get too excited, because the hot rumor is Fox might be losing a major talent, too. Uh, we'll get there as more details emerge. But right now, here's CNN, okay, s- saying, I guess, what used to be the quiet part out loud. It's not the quiet part. Everybody in the world looks at Biden. Everybody in the world looks at Biden and is like, Biden's lost his marbles. And here's CNN kind of alluding to that, clip eight. The president is facing serious headwinds when it comes to the public perception about whether or not he should run. And chief among those concerns are the president's 80-year-old age. Now, if you take a look at a recent poll that was out from NBC News, the majority of the American public does not believe Biden should seek a second term. And within his own Democratic Party, half of Democrats do not believe the president should run for re-election. Now, if you look at the concerns that these voters have, uh, the uh, nearly half of them uh, say that his age is a major issue. President Biden is 80 years old. He would be 86 at the end of a second term if he were to win. But his advisors uh, believe that they can overcome these concerns about his age. His allies have pointed to his records and say the voters ultimately will side with him when they look at the alternatives. But it's very clear that these questions about his age will present a very steep challenge for the president as he tries to get voters on board with the second term. I mean, man, oh boy. And what is she basically saying? We, the media, are acknowledged, acknowledging that people are concerned about his age. But we, the media, got him elected once. And if he's really going to go at it, we, the media, are going to do everything we can to try and pull it off again. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. The media, this is, you got to know this, man. It's great. Oh, God, I'm so good at this. Not radio, just understanding how dumb people work. I mean, I myself am one. I went to community college. I majored in intro to Xbox. I spent most of my adult life driving a taxi. I have gotten here on instinct alone. I got nothing. No one's ever copied off me on a nothing. I got nothing. Okay, but I'm honest about that. What the media is doing right now to manipulate public perception is ahead of the Biden run. They're all airing these pieces. Is he too old? Is he okay? 
We should look into this. It's the right thing to do. And they're trying. It buys them credibility. You go, oh, I just heard ABC saying he might be too. I just heard CNN saying he might be too. Well, it's, you know, the media is on this too. I mean, it's a thing. But you know what this allows them to do three weeks from now, four months from now, a year from now, is it allows them to go all in in support of Biden under the guise that they took a good, honest look under the hood. That's what's going on. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. So they'll ask these, oh, we polled some voters. They said he was too old. Some said he was too young. Most people liked his record. Trump's literally Hitler. DeSantis is going to kill your baby if they're gay or they go to Disney World. <laughs> Tim Scott's a white supremacist. Like, they're going to say everything, everything they can to get the Democrat elected. So what they're doing right now is they're trying to demonstrate and create the air of impartiality. Well, no, we're asking. But you know what they're not asking for? They're asking voters, what do you think? But you know what they're not asking? Are you ready for it? Oh, God, buckle up. Are you ready? They're not asking doctors. They're not asking the White House doctor. They're not asking anybody who has ever treated the guy. This is no different than Fetterman. Okay, John Fetterman, good God. The poor guy. If he was any slower, he'd be president. But John Fetterman suffering the after effects of a stroke, which again, there, but go the grace of God, go I. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, begrudge him that, the poor guy. But John Fetterman ran for the Senate without taking questions, without speaking to the public. They held a rally for Fetterman in Pennsylvania where he didn't speak. Imagine you bought tickets to go see Madonna and she didn't sing any songs. You literally went to see Madonna. You didn't go to a Madonna concert, you just saw her. That's Fetterman. You don't go to a Federer concert. You just go to see him. There's no rally. Okay, and he seems to be doing a little bit better now. He was treated for depression. But the point is the media turned a completely blind eye to his condition because it was more important for them to elect a Democrat than it was to have an honest conversation. So on the front end of this campaign, Biden's supposed to launch tomorrow. You're going to hear questions. Is he too old? What's up? What's going on? But once there is a Republican nominee, oh, God, they are all in. Joe Biden's the sharpest guy we've ever seen. Come on, don't bullshit me. Oh, they're gonna. The Biden economy added 12 million jobs. Come on, don't bullshit me. The Biden economy, just to be clear, recovered 10 million jobs, meaning 10 million jobs that were shut because of COVID lockdowns, you know, cruise industry lost entire sectors of the economy, nightlife, restaurants, bars, okay, travel as a whole. People lost jobs because their entire industries were shuttered. As the economy reopened and the restrictions eased, they got their jobs back. Are those newly created jobs? The answer would be no. No. Again, I've used this metaphor before. If I come home from Hannity tonight or Tucker, I might be on Tucker. I believe there's a guest host, but it was mentioned to me that I might be on the show. Um, if I come home from either of those programs tonight and Jenny Fela has changed the locks because she's just had it. She's like, I can't do the chubby chasing thing anymore. I'm, I'm, you know what? Do some crunches or something. I can't. No. And Jenny changes the locks and I got to spend the night sleeping in my Bronco. Okay. If a week from now she develops a sweet tooth again and decides she's into the chubby guys, lets me back into the house, I didn't get a new house. 
I got the old one back. But the way the Biden administration and the media helps them frame his economic progress is they want you to believe these are all new houses. No, they're all new jobs. Biden created all these new jobs. You don't understand. That's what's going on right now. No, he didn't. Okay, most of the new jobs he has created is on the other side of our southern border where the cartel is making billions of dollars trafficking drugs and humans into the country. And, yes, he certainly fortified a lot of pensions over in Ukraine. But as far as our country goes, you have never felt like less of a priority than you do under this president. And on some level, the media knows that. So they're not going to run on Joe Biden's record when push comes to shove. They're going to run on whoever the Republican nominee is, is an existential threat to all of us. Gay people, black people, trans people, young people, old people. They're literally here to kill you. That's what's going on. That's how this works. That's why when you look across the board, that big YouGov poll that came out last week, Fox News is legitimately the most trusted news outlet in the world by nearly double of our next closest competitor. We bust our asses to get it right every day, but the truth is we have a side. We are biased. We are overwhelmingly biased. But our side is America. That's who we're shilling for. Freedom! We're not always in lockstep with Republican nominees. We've certainly gotten a lot of trouble, a lot of disparaging tweets from Trump over the years if we don't take his side on an issue, if we don't agree with something he says. By and large, you'll see a lot of overlap between his policies and things that we've defended. Why? Because his policies were exponentially better for this country than anything the Democrats have put forth in the last 30 years. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But understand, the reason we're that much more trusted is because we're not sitting here every day. We didn't cook up a three-year Mueller probe knowing it was bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. We didn't trot out intelligence experts night in and night. Oh, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. You know, we didn't tell you there was no way the vaccine uh, would ever, you'd ever get COVID again if you got the vaccine. You know who did that? We get called liars by MSNBC every night. The highest lated host on MSNBC, ladies and gentlemen. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug-resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen coming up. Tommy Laren is coming up. The batting leadoff is Alex in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex! Hey, Jimmy, thanks so much for taking the call. You know what I think? Uh, I was I was expecting Joe Biden to announce back when he's talking about the ice cream. 
right after the Nashville shooting <laughs> because that's when he went off script. Yep. And he knew back then, and I, I, you know, that he wanted to run for president because he still didn't know that he's president. He still doesn't know that now. But I think the reason why they're doing it via video, which looks very weak and, and a little stupid for the president to actually do that, is because that way they can edit it out. And when he screws up and he says, "Hey, I'm running for Senate." That won't look uh, really, you know, kind of deadly for for yeah. the situation. I mean, listen, it is that the video though that really is a bad sign. Like you're an incumbent, you're running again, but they don't want to roll out him in front of a room full of people in case he does get that deer in the headlights thing. Right. But imagine that, like, and, so, in, but but that's how you know the only reason they're okay with him running again is because they get to run the country. He's not president. Like, it's a pretend thing. You know what that reporter left out? She was saying, hey, most Democrats don't want him to run again, but they'll vote for him yeah. so to get not to get the alternative, meaning Trump. Yeah. Why didn't that reporter mention, hey, how about we get a different Democratic nominee that the yeah. voters actually want and don't just vote for to, not to get to the, the alternative? Yeah, or maybe, maybe acknowledge that Trump's record was good. We might all think he's a pain in the ass on Twitter, but we weren't doing any of this under Trump. You know, that's oh, also worth acknowledging. Uh, Alex, on a Monday, you still got it. You know, sometimes guys aren't as sharp, sharp on a Monday, me being one of them. You, my friend, you still got the fastball, champ. Uh, you, you, were, you were freaking busy over the weekend, that I know. And yeah, you, it was nuts, but I'll be back. Clubs, yep. yep, I'll see you soon, buddy. Good, good work. There goes Alex. There we go. Back after this with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Big hour coming up. A plus-size hour. Husky. I was a fat little kid. We had the shop. We had the shop in Husky. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is getting ready to join us in this hour. We're also going to be talking to Tommy Laren, one of our Fox News colleagues, about the war on women's sports, where not a single Democrat voted to keep biological men out of women's sports. What the hell were you thinking? It's crazy. We'll get into it. 888-788-9910. We're going to rip a quick media Band-Aid off. Uh, We can confirm the reports. Tucker Carlson is no longer with Fox News. Uh, we do not have details. I'm not going to, like, take calls and spend a lot of time on this because we honestly just don't know. The only thing we know is there's been an announcement uh, from Fox and from Tucker, and we can only wish everybody the best of luck in moments like this. When you work in news, you know, and you encounter the things we do on a daily basis, which, you know, elections going sideways or what looked like the full-on societal collapse in the summer of 2020 when we had all the George Floyd riots. Obviously, I was on the air for January 6th. Our job is very much a next-man-up mentality, meaning all hands on deck at all times. There's a story to report. There's a thing to cover. There's a show to do. You know, there's a, a, a TV, you know, channel that needs you on, you know, stuff like that. So we're very much just full speed ahead. That's just how it works. We don't ever have the luxury even on a day like today, with something of this magnitude going down, to just sit around and be like, huh, let's uh, figure out or gossip or spec. We got a damn show to do. We're the biggest media platform in the world, and more people are coming to us and putting their faith in us than anybody else on the planet. So in a moment like today, we bear that responsibility, I think, more so than usual. With so many things going on in the periphery, our job is, you know, to put it in horse racing terms, is you really got to run with blinders on. 
You know, have you ever gone down to the horse track? Some people in my family might have went down to the horse track a little too much. Uh, but if you go down to the horse track, you know, you'll see how this guy's running with blinders today. And that just means the jockey knows he has a good, strong horse, and he's just going to ride that rail as hard as he can and not let the horse get distracted by the periphery. Well, today's one of those days where the periphery is happening happening within. Obviously, is one of the biggest stories. I mean, there's always also the reality that Don Lemon left uh, CNN today. Uh, I mean, man, oh, I mean, if Don Lemon thought he was going to make news today, <laughs> <laughs> there's just no shit. Nobody cares about Don Lemon, as one of our colleagues was wont to say. Uh, but if there are details, if there is anything shareable or reportable beyond the statement that was released by the network, I will, of course, add to it. Uh, but in this moment, I think our responsibility is to do what we've always done, which is to just try to bring you the best damn show we can and try to give you the most informed reporting you know, possible, given the circumstances. You know, I look at big moments like this. It's like in the aftermath of a mass shooting. There's so, such a wave of emotion. There's such a rush to run out and politicize it and attach a storyline to it independently of fact. You know, So I like to let the dust settle more often than not, if only because the rest of the world's going to talk about it. But does the rest of the world have all of the facts? The answer would be no. Does the rest of the world have any of the facts in this instance? The answer would be no. No. The only fact I can share is Brian Kilmeade is scheduled to fill in tonight. I may or may not be on that show with him. Uh, I am scheduled to be on Hannity. Uh, but we will wish everyone involved in this instance the best. And like I said, we will continue to update as updates become available. Okay, that is kind of the plan. What I had meant to do at the top of the hour here is Phil Jackson. I just wanted to shout him out. I hated Phil Jackson so much when he was coaching against my Knicks. Phil Jackson was a Nick in the 70s, and they won world titles in the early 70s. It's hard to imagine, but yes, there was a time when the Knicks won NBA titles, 70, and they won one again in 73. And uh, I know, it's like, <laughs> if you're my age, yes, it was before I was born. You know, most Knicks fans I know refer to the glory years as the 90s. We're like, ah, oh, the 90s, those were the glory years, except only one small problem. We didn't win a title in the 90s. <laughs> no, ma'am. Lost to the Rockets in the finals. Lost to the San Antonio Spurs one year in the finals. Uh, but we never actually won a title. You know, we played a lot of hard-fought series against Reggie Miller and the Pacers, a lot of hard-fought series against Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. But, yes, as a Knicks fan, the glory days were very much the 90s, if you're my age, except you didn't actually bring home total glory. But Phil Jackson, who had coached against the Knicks quite successfully as the coach of the Bulls, ultimately became the general manager of the Knicks, and they really had a forgettable tenure where he wasn't terribly involved with the team. So I'm not on the best of terms with Phil Jackson when it comes to his performance for the Knicks. But he said something I just thought was so useful over the weekend. He was on a podcast, and uh, he was talking about how he doesn't watch the NBA anymore because it's gotten too politicized. Here it is, clip 31. Do you uh, still watch a lot of basketball? or No, I don't. Tell me about that. When and did you stop immediately from the time you stopped coaching? No, I didn't. I... Watched some of the game evolve and decided, and they went into the lockout year and they did something that was kind of wanky. They did a bubble down in Orlando mm-hmm. and all the teams that could qualify mm-hmm. went down there and mm-hmm. stayed down there. Mm-hmm. No audience. And they had things on their back like, you know, justice. And uh, yeah, I made a little funny thing like, uh, 
you know, Justice just went to the basket and uh, equal opportunity just knocked him down. And uh, somebody, uh, I have another name for a guy who has jersey in the back of a jersey, he had some other slogan. So my grandkids thought that was pretty funny to, to, to play up those names. <laughs> now, of course, the reaction from the social justice warriors over at the NBA was, <laughs> you know, I'm laughing. Yeah, that's me laughing. But do you want to know what the social justice warriors over at the NBA are not there? No! Oh, no, no! <laughs> They're not happy. <laughs> Here's Jalen Rose, one on Twitter. Now, I want you to understand before I play Jalen Rose's comments. Okay, the NBA benefits more from the actual oppression of human beings than any corporate entity in this country. Okay, what I mean by that is the NBA is always running, end racism, promote equal opportunity. The NBA's biggest financial benefactor on the world stage is China, the biggest human rights abuser in the world. The NBA does whatever China wants. China is literally putting Muslim Uyghurs into forced labor camps. China is harvesting their organs. China is employing child labor and slave labor. Do the equality warriors at the NBA say anything about it? The answer would be no. Nope. Do the equality warriors at Nike, the oppression fighters, say anything about it? The answer would be no. Nope. When LeBron James says, just do it, that's him talking to the six-year-old kid selling his sneakers. Shut up. Don't ask how come you're not in kindergarten. Just do it. Just do it. But here is Jalen Rose trying to frame Phil Jackson as some type of a racist for his position that the NBA is becoming too activist. Now, in truth, Phil Jackson is correct. Why is he correct? Because sports used to be something that united this country. It was a place to put our political differences aside. Okay, you could be Republican, you could be Democrat, anything in between, libertarian, doesn't matter. The point is for the next two hours, we don't have to think about that difference. We don't have to fight. We just have to cheer for our teams and drink $22 beers, throw our worries away while we create new worries on our credit card statement. That was the whole point of sports. And I don't begrudge anybody the right to use their platform however they see fit. Muhammad Ali was one of the biggest activists in the world. But Muhammad Ali actually gave up the heavyweight championship of the world when it was the most prestigious title in all of sports because he so vehemently opposed the Vietnam War. All these guys are doing is tweeting social justice messages and trying to get rich off the very people they claim to be fighting on behalf of. LeBron James isn't so concerned about oppression that he's given up the Nike money. No, ma'am. They're just yelling about it here. So you take your eyes off of the fact that it's happening over there. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But here's Jalen Rose trying to frame this as Phil Jackson being Jim Crow. Clip 32. You can't make this up. Hall of Fame coach and 11-time champion Phil Jackson claims to have stopped supporting the NBA because it became too political when it went into the bubble and was catering to certain audiences by putting slogans on the back of jerseys and Black Lives Matter on the floor. The same Phil Jackson that won championships with some of the greatest black athletes in the history of the game. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant made millions on their backs and off their sweat equity. You're sitting up watching the game with your grandkids and y'all think it's funny when justice passes the ball to equal opportunity? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. So stop watching forever. That was absolutely dreadful. 
Yeah, you think it's funny when justice knocks over equal opportunity? Well, yes, yes, we do. Correct the mundo. Why? For two reasons. One, all of this corporate activism is a scam because the NBA is doing more business in China than anywhere else in the world. Again, justice and equal opportunity are on the backs of the NBA jerseys because they want you to believe that black people are oppressed in this country. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, the NBA is a league that's 80% black with an average annual salary of $5.5 million. Okay, you can't be oppressed if you're making $5.5 million a year to shoot buckets. Why? Because there's no way society would report, would support such a massive, massive market, a $9 billion entity, unless they were well past the race of the players. You understand? The NBA is proof of just how inclusive and accepting we've become on race. It's something we should be celebrating as a source of upward mobility, as a source of unity in this country. But instead, what the Democrats do again and again and again is they try to use the most successful people amongst us to sell us oppression. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. That's what they're doing in the NBA. And to be clear, since the NBA went activist, since the NFL went activist, since Major League Baseball went activist, did our streets become any safer? The answer would be no. Country become any more united? The answer would be no. No, it's a corporate virtue signal. And most of it's done to buy them points with the outrage mob by sim- but while simultaneously distracting the rest of the country from the fact that they're putting things like justice and equal opportunity on the backs of all of their jerseys while the people in the countries they do business in don't know what any of that stuff even happens to be. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon setting the radio table for Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who's going to join us in a minute. To discuss the words of this man, Joe Biden, who is expected to launch a re-election bid tomorrow, hoping to once again cast a spell, if you will, over the American people. Clip 28. What you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. <laughs> what we've got here is... Failure to communicate. 8 percent. E-I-G-H-8%. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. It's just a mess, man. And it's such a hard thing to get behind. And I told you, man, when you listen to the show every day... 
Obviously, I'm a conservative, unapologetically so, but I'm doing an American talk show. I root for the country. It's like, you know, the guy I vote for doesn't always win every election, but it doesn't mean I want the country to go to hell. But here's a newsflash. The country's going to hell. That's true. That is true. But I said this earlier, and we'll get into this with Mullen. I think the motivating factor for Biden doing another term is that it allows everyone else to be president but him. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. That's kind of the hook. It's like a Trojan horse presidency, where as long as they have the vessel, they can run their legislation through him. They can run their agenda through him. And that's kind of how this has functioned. It's been an iTunes user agreement of a presidency. Basically, they slide an executive order in front of them, tell them to scroll to the bottom and click I agree. That's how it works. You know, when you're adding an app to your phone. You're like, oh, I want to get this like TikTok. That's how TikTok is so funny. TikTok literally says it can harvest your biometric data and your keystrokes. So when you're typing in your bank password, if you have TikTok, it knows your bank password. This could be a problem. Yeah, and it's run by the Chinese Communist Party, which is actually sitting there putting this app on your phone. That can't be good. No, it's not good. That's why people want to ban it. But the whole point is TikTok and other apps have the surveillance capability that they do. Because nobody reads a 700-page, uh, you know, user agreement. You just, I really want this thing. I want a TikTok. I want to dress my cat up as Yoda. People are going to click like if I do. So just throw this damn app on my phone. I, hit, I agree. I scrolled. I hit I agree. And that's what you do. And that's how it's worked for the whole Biden presidency. Hey, we're going to kill the Keystone Energy Pipeline. And Biden's like, I, what's, what's in the, pr- just scroll to the bottom and click, I agree. Come on, man. Let's go. Scroll it up. Come on, man. And that's what he does. He scrolls to the bottom and clicks, I agree. Okay, we're going to get rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. And Biden's like, I don't know about that. Might be bad. Scroll to the bottom, old man. Click, I agree. And he scrolls to the bottom and he clicks, I agree. That's what it is. It's an executive order presidency. And the idea that they're getting ready to give this another go tomorrow Man, shame on these people. For one, putting him through what they're putting him through because he's clearly not in the physical capacity to do another four hours, let alone another four years. I mean, have you looked at the guy? Tell him like it is. Okay, but again, they like him as a vessel. And one of the reasons they like him as a vessel, we're going to get into this with Mullen, is because the Democrats are now, when, when I say all in on identity politics, this is it. Mark Wayne Mullen, okay, the other day on the Senate committee, is interviewing a nominee, okay, a labor secretary nominee, Asian woman, delightful gal, okay, but she herself has never run a business, never set floor on a business to run it. Biden is putting her in charge of every business in the country. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And why are they doing that? Because of her identity. Bingo. Well, we want as much diversity. Fine. Listen, diversity's great. Have you seen my search history? I'm all about diversity. What the hell did you just say? But the point is, okay, when it comes to actual critical functions of our government, we need people that can actually do the job. I think he's got a point. Okay, yeah, well, the point is right now, (laughs) they're prioritizing identity over ability. I'm fine. Anybody from any background doing any gig, as long as they do the gig well. In this instance, we're not prioritizing such things. So the idea of Biden running and winning means we're handing four more years to people on the left who prioritize 
nothing but identity. They're crazy. They are. And if you don't believe me, look at the results in this country right now where literally everything is going to hell. We'll get into it with Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who joins us when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It's America's life coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up to talk to this next guest, a superstar senator from the great state of Oklahoma. He is the father of six children, although if he was a Democrat, he could be the mother of those six children, oddly enough. I'm talking about my man, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Hey, man. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, you start cracking me up. That's that's hilarious. Well, I, I got to tell you, it's like for me, it's a coping mechanism. And let me tell you why. I'm diving right in on this identity stuff. OK, we always laugh about identity politics, but I'm watching a Twitter video of you interviewing a woman who is a nominee for labor secretary who's never run a business. Is that a thing? And she, not only has she not ever ran a business, but her, you know, her tendencies of her extreme views have been in full display for years. And I, I use this for example. In, in 2022, she wrote that um, America society is built on white privilege and systematic racial subordination. She wrote that in, in 2022. In 2005. Uh, she wrote that the very definition of a corporation as an entity that is created to prevent maximum income is designed to insulate the individual who will profit from the liability for the acts of that entity. I mean, not even not even understanding what a corporation what a corporation really is about. She she her views are so extreme and so far out there that you can't even. Uh, that you, you, there is no way that if it's a, this is Republican, that they would even be considered. And and for Bernie Sanders to get there when he opened it up and said, and because as I said during the hearing, he threw down the gauntlet when he started when he introduced her, saying that Miss Sue is so over so overly qualified that she dares anybody with a straight face to say anything different. And so I said, fine, let's go through it. And I asked her very simple questions: Has she ever signed a front of a paycheck? Her answers were no. Have you ever dealt with workers' comp before? No. Have you ever spilt, spent uh, or understand what a what an experience mod is when you're pricing your 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 material? Understanding what that experience mod is for for workers' mm-hmm. comp. She said, "Well, I'm a familiar with it, but I don't understand it. Have you ever shopped for insurance for your company before? Have you ever dealt with? Um, uh, um, have you ever have you ever stayed up at night trying to figure out how you're going to hire the next person?" And she said no, and I'm like, you're supposed to be the labor secretary, and she has no idea, no idea how to even handle normal business as a small business uh, owner. I have to laugh. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. I'll oversimplify this for people. At the Kentucky Derby's coming up. Imagine you hired a jockey whose only experience was putting a quarter inside a horse outside a supermarket when they were a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to ride Seabiscuit all the way for the roses. I The point is, I don't know that we'd be betting on that horse. So did you come no. away feeling that this was a bad bet? Yeah, I mean, this is, in a time when we're facing uh, labor shortages, we're having uh, a, a huge economic crisis going on. This is the best that they can do. For this administration, it is because they're about identity politics ahead of putting the right person in place. Uh, they're more about uh, uh, e- equality 
and uh, and racial um, uh, what's the word equity. Yeah, racial, yeah, racial equity ahead of ahead of actually putting the right person in place to do the job. Well, well, that's and so, it's yeah. shameful. Yeah, well, that's the part that's so stupid. It's like you could take an extra five minutes if you really had to make identity the point of any everything. Then at least just go get somebody qualified. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's if you look at your transportation secretary, they made it a point to say they wanted a gay transportation secretary. Fine, but maybe get one whose nickname wasn't Pothole Pete. I mean, he was kind of telling you if that was his nickname. If he couldn't handle the roads of South Bend, I don't know. Maybe you don't give him every road in the country, you know? And that's where I think people are so frustrated. So when you hear something like Biden's getting ready to run again, you know, I'm of the mind that the reason they want a second Biden term is it's allowing the people behind the curtain to implement a lot of these initiatives because Biden's kind of just along for the ride at this point. Do you get that feeling? percent. Hundred percent. There is there is nobody that's in the political world um, that actually wants Biden to win or to run again. They all know that that is their least uh, least likelihood to keep a president in office after twenty twenty four is that Biden runs again. The people that want him to run are these individuals that are trying to systematically tear down the republic that we have. Uh, these are individuals that uh, that believe. And in the Bernie Sanders agenda, the woke socialist agenda, they believe that government is the answer, not that government was never designed to be the answer. They were designed to create an atmosphere uh, for society, for uh, for entrepreneurs, for go-getters uh, to go out there and create those jobs that the, that the government likes to talk about. It was to create an environment that uh, allows local government to be in to be uh, it, it, the the ones that are making the decisions that affect our lives the most, but they want to have this overreach of the socialist direction that they're going. And I use this example all the time, Jimmy. If you want to see how far left the Democrat Party has went, just look at who they put in charge of the Health Committee. And Health, by the way, stands for Health, meaning they take care of the health care nationally, help the national health care. They take care of the education to educate all our kids. They ter- take care of labor, and they take care of pension, which means their retirement. Yep. The person they chose to do that was an independent named Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders doesn't have to be there. They put them there. Yep. He, they, they put him in charge of our health, education, labor, and pension, and he's an open communist socialist, and he mm-hmm. doesn't even deny it. Yep. But they're the ones that want the, that, that, that group – are also who is running the White House right now for Joe Biden. They want him to run because they know that they can push her agenda forward. But I hope he does run uh, because, as I said, that's our best chance to win. If they were to run somebody like Hakeem Jeffries, mm-hmm. who I believe the Democrat Party actually wants to run, yeah. um, I think it would be a complete different race, and it would be a, a very tough road. It's going to be a tough road to the White House anyways, but I yeah. believe this would be a very, very dangerous, tough road if Akeem were to run. Well, listen, I mean, I, I get the respect there and the enthusiasm the party has for Akeem, but you can't underestimate Biden because he's told all of his friends he's the only Democrat who can beat President Reagan. And he, <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's, 
He's going to take the fight to him. You don't was, think so. I was trying to figure out where you're going with that. Is that almost, I'm glad I wasn't taking a drink because I would have rent myself. <laughs> him and Jill are telling Ronald and Nancy to bring it on. <laughs> he wants a rematch. Just say yes as far as he's concerned. <laughs> oh, man. You know, but, but it, it's sad. It's, but it's sad, uh, but yet true. You know, I being in the Senate now, I, I have the privilege, and a true mean privilege, of traveling around the world meeting with world leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they all but say that they don't want to have a meeting with him because they don't they don't trust his his ability to deliver on what he is what he is saying. Mm-hmm. And I talk, I dug down to one guy and I won't mention his name, but he's a he's a valuable he's a valuable ally of ours. Yeah. And we had a long conversation uh, just private. And he goes, he goes, our biggest concern is his competency. Mm-hmm. We don't feel that he is competent to move forward. So we have to make sure we're building building relationships with a Senate like yourself. Wow. And I thought, how sad that we have world leaders that uh, that are, are recognizing that the world leader, mm-hmm. meaning the president of the United States, isn't competent mm-hmm. to do his job. And it is, it's very scary that he's going to run. Uh, but yet, I believe, as I said, it's our best opportunity to put uh, a president in the White House who I hope to be President Trump. Yeah, I mean, man, oh boy, we we could really use we could really use a reboot right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you unplug it and plug it back in. Sometimes that fixes things. It's a mess, man. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to comment on though. Uh, as I saw you, you did an event, okay? It was called a Cowboy Coffee in D.C. Now, if it was anybody else but you, a Cowboy Coffee to me sounds like there's booze involved. But there was no <laughs> booze involved, was there? No. No, I, uh, I, I don't drink, but Cowboy Coffee is just really black coffee with no creamer. Oh, is that what you call it? I didn't know that. Okay. So do you, when you guys – let me ask you this because I just – I'm very fascinated by your process. I remember you telling me you don't drink, and that's great. Um, uh, but when it comes to Cowboy Coffee, to me, it sounded like some wild, wild west – you know, I don't know what action. But it's just – is it black hot coffee or is it black iced coffee or does it not matter? Yeah, well, it is really black hot coffee. True cowboy coffee is really just thrown, not even a percolator, thrown in a pan can, uh, that you mm-hmm. boil. I mean, we do this around yeah. campfires and we're hunting. Uh-huh. You take the coffee, you throw it into the pot, you boil it, and you filter it with your teeth. That's <laughs> that, that, that's that's cowboy coffee. Um, I, they wouldn't let me do that here, so I even let them put creamer out. But that's you know, our deal is is we get so many visitors coming to us that mm-hmm. we just can't get to everybody, and yeah. we want to meet everybody that comes up. Mm-hmm. So it's our best time to do it. But Cowboy Coffee was just kind of – I said, man, if we're going to do it, let's make it original, and I got vetoed. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, wanted to, nobody wanted to filter with their teeth, eh? You know, nope, just, nope. the thing about living in the Instagram era where everything's going to be photographed 77 times is people are a little more conscious about filtering the coffee through their teeth. Something you should probably yeah. know. Um, and uh, last thing, I'll, last thing I'll leave you with. Um, it sounds like we're getting this Biden reannouncement tomorrow. OK, they're filming a video. I would imagine it's going to be streaming live on Comedy Central. Uh, <laughs> is, is there any world? OK, is there any world? Because I, I ask this question to people a lot. You know, when you alluded to this earlier about how other world leaders watch Biden and form an opinion that's independent 
of the one the media is selling, meaning the media would have you believe Biden's on top of his faculties. Is there any world where you think the media will put the interest of the country ahead of their liberal agenda and acknowledge that this is the mess that it is? Because I got to be honest with you, man. I don't see how anybody in good conscience should say he could do this for another four hours, let alone four more years. You know, I, I don't I, I can't. One thing you don't do is you don't argue or try to rationalize with crazy. And that's where I view some of these left media. They're mm-hmm. so far out that they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I truly believe that they're going to have to start scoring the president for what he is mm-hmm. at some point. They can't allow him to give a, continue to have a pass. And I just think that just personally loving this country, you're living in the same country that gave you an opportunity to have a voice out there on, 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 uh, mm-hmm. on TV and, and all of us. But you, me, these hosts, we never projected our life to be where it's at. Yeah. We never thought we'd be in, in, in any type of, of position for people to even recognize us, much less want to come up and shake our hand. Yep. So we, we do that because we live in America, and that gave us this opportunity. These individuals that are that regardless if you're on CNN or MSNBC or who you are, at some point you have to start holding this president accountable for his actions. Because he is not competent, and I'm not saying that in a political way, I'm not saying that in an ugly way. I'm saying that truly as it is. No one can sit there and look at him and say that he's at the top of his game. Yep. Uh, my, my wife put it the best. Her job would be Jill Biden's job, and Jill Biden should be grabbing him by the arm and saying, honey, it's time to go home. Don't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and and yet and yet Jill is going to go ahead and literally will him out because if he serves four more years he will end his last four years in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's 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 it listen it, it is it's a hard thing to watch. It'll be interesting to see if people that turn out the vote. Like I wouldn't expect him to be able to win again. But then again, you've got all of those invisible people he's been shaking hands with after rallies. And if they show up, who <laughs> no, you know, it's hard to pull. It's hard to pull. But listen, I, I always appreciate your time. It's, hard, yeah. Go ahead. it's very hard to understand. But I'll tell you, I've been going all over the country, too. And uh-huh. I, I, people people may not like all of President Trump's uh, shenanigans sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in, in an yeah, affectionate yeah. way, but we know what we mean. Uh, but they loved his policies, and yeah, now they're yeah, starting well. to realize that his policies work for this country. Yes, and, and I believe that's a positive. So if Biden were to run, I'd love to see a Biden-Trump ticket again. Oh, wouldn't you, though? Because, I mean, it's like how do yeah. you debate the border? How do you debate the economy? I mean, it's really – there's no substantive debate. No. So, you know, no. if Biden runs – if it's a Biden-Trump, the, the media, man, they got a lot of work to do. <laughs> they're going to have yes, to really they're... sell this thing hard. Oh, good stuff there. The media better get some cowboy coffee is what we're saying. Uh, good stuff. Stuff, my man. Wake up. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Be well. Bye. There he goes. The great Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. There we go. Back after this. You're listening to the show that Standard and Poor describes as Standard and Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, doing the damn thing on a Monday. We got a lot going on. I'm supposed to be on with Sean Hannity tonight at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will no doubt discuss Joe Biden's second bid for the White House and the fact that the media up until now hasn't really shown us the car facts on Biden. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And it's not just like the, you know, 
reporters, the activists masquerading as journalists. But I talk about it a lot when it comes to late night comedy. Okay, I myself don't have a late night comedy show. I'm obviously, you know, I fill in on Gutfeld from time to time. Uh, But heaven forbid that day should ever come. I would be doing a show that liberals loved. Because you focus, you focus not on your policy agenda, but on the reality facing all of us as Americans. There is so much funny that is going unmined in the Biden administration because it's only us guys over at Gutfeld talking about it. I mean, think about what I was discussing with Mark Wayne Mullen earlier. Late night comedy once got four years of ammo out of the fact that George W. Bush pronounced the word nuclear funny he'd be like nuclear you know he and they they couldn't say nuclear in a way that they loved the way he you know enunciated it and they would tell the damn joke every day i mean late night comedy with bill clinton literally had one joke that he used an intern as a humidor i believe that together we can make america great again but joe biden who is the greatest fountain of comedy source material you've ever seen. Shakes hands with invisible people. Quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, and what do the Colberts of the world do every night? They're like, oh, Trump's bad. You see what Lindsey Graham said? Oh, those Republicans, January 6th, everybody. They're missing the whole point of comedy, which is to unite the country. It's not to shill an activist agenda. It's to create a forum where we can shed our differences for an hour and just laugh at the human condition. That's the whole point of this show when we get on the air every day. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I mean, man, oh boy, oh man, I hope you can. I mean, this show has grown quite a bit since we launched it. But, you know, that's the truth. We are living at a time where there's a real dereliction of duty towards the well-being of this country, whether we're talking about the media, whether we're talking about late-night comedy. You have no idea how to defend a nation. And to be clear, I'm not saying late-night comedy should be defending a nation. Okay, what I'm saying is at the top of this hour, we were discussing how Phil Jackson, an 11-time NBA champion head coach, flat out said he doesn't watch the NBA anymore because he can't take all the activism. And it doesn't mean he's saying that because he's a Republican and he doesn't agree with liberal activism. It's because he's saying sports shouldn't contain any activism. You do more harm to the country by alienating half of your audience than you do by just being a place they can all go and get together. I mean, could you honestly tell me with a straight face that the country's gotten safer or better since the pro sports leagues became liberal activist soapboxes? The answer would be no. No, and more specifically, the black murder rate is 35% higher since it all started. So they can keep yelling about oppression while they're making all their money off of countries like China where they're really oppressing everybody. Democrats are so full of crap. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is, girlfriend. And we are back in action for a big hour. An embarrassment of radio riches, if you will. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your source for top shelf radio 
in a bottom-feeding political world. Tommy Laren, superstar Fox News contributor, the host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on OutKick. She is going to join us in this hour for a grown-up discussion about the war on women, where not a single Democrat, not one, zero, zilch, voted last week to keep biological men out of women's sports. That's not right. No, it's not right. It's a full-on erasure of women. But this overlaps very prominently with this ongoing Bud Light controversy where the two executives, the two executives who put this Dylan Mulvaney marketing scheme on the side of the cab have now both taken a leave of absence. Check this one out. Okay, Obviously, last week we talked at great length about Alyssa Heinerscheid, okay, who, of course, was responsible for launching this. Get her out. Get her out of here. A lot of people felt that way, but now Daniel Blake, the marketing chief for Anheuser-Busch, or Tranheuser-Busch, excuse me, uh, also taking a uh, temporary leave of absence from what we're told. Get him out of here. Get him out. I don't have a full answer, but 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on that. Any way you slice it, the trans issue whether we're talking about biological men competing against women or you're talking about, you know, this effort being made in elementary schools, in elementary schools by Democrats to start normalizing trans, you know, gender surgeries for five-year-old kids. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It really is, but it feels like this issue is everywhere you look. And the reason it's everywhere you look is because the Democrats are using the trans issue as a pretend civil rights movement. He knows what he's talking about. It is less than half a percent of our population. We wish them no ill will. We want them to, you know, enjoy all the happiness they can. Okay, but they're trying to frame this as if there's a war on transgender people when in fact what's going on is they're very much using children and women competing in sports as the front lines of that war. And what I mean by that is no one's going after trans people. Let them be. What are we going to do? You know, you live in America. Freedom! Exactly. If you're over the age of 18, you want to be, you know, chop your junk off, whatever you did. Fine. Great. Go do it. Okay. We don't have an issue with that. The only Republican position articulated was don't do it to the kids. Hey, just don't do it to the kids. Do whatever you got. You got, you know, you got this thing going on. You think you belong in the wrong body. Whatever. Go do it. Find some America. Just don't do it to the kids. Don't force it on the kids. Don't recruit the kids. Do you understand? Because if a kid between the ages of three or four or five or six or seven is transgender, it's because the parents made them transgender. That's true. That is true. Hey, honey, you're having a rough day. Maybe you should chop your junk off. Do you know one in three kids in this country can't read at grade level? One in three kids cannot read. Okay, so understand when you go out and you prioritize things like, oh, we've got to work on this. You're not actually helping the kids in a global economy where they're going to be competing for jobs against kids who damn sure can read and add and do science and everything in between. Okay, we've got a Democratic Party. That's more concerned with teaching kids to subtract their junk than it is to add numbers. It's a bad situation. And the problem is, you know, when you start talking about marketing, what marketing is attempted to do, okay, is mainstream those sorts of ideas. Like Dylan Mulvaney is on the side of a Bud Light can, 
because they're trying to normalize the idea that we're just supposed to look at a biological guy in a dress who's cartoonishly hopping around like he's Audrey Hepburn as if he's actually passing as a woman. That is offensive, and it is not true. It's not true, okay? And when it comes to sports, here's a question I come back to all the time. If you're trans, you're over 18, you want to be trans, be trans. Who cares? Nobody cares, okay? But when it comes to sports, how come, how come, how come it's always biological men fighting to compete in women's sports and not biological women fighting to compete in men's. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is they're only going one way because the men have a huge advantage. Correct the mundo. Again, Leah Thomas ranked 432nd in the world as a man. 432nd in the world as a man. Leah Thomas puts on a one-piece women's suit, jumps into the pool, Ranked number one immediately. Here's your gold medal, sir. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Here's your gold medal, ma'am. What the hell is the world coming to? The idea that Bud Light decided to align itself is what really alienated so many of its consumers. It's not because they said, we hate trans people. No, they said, we drink beer because we are so tired of dealing with this. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Basically, that's what they said. Hey, we go to beer because we're done with politics. We don't go to beer to get hit over the head with another round of identity politics, especially not scientifically fraudulent identity politics like transgenderism. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl... You stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. But over at Bud Light, they were like, no, no, biology, schmology. We're going to throw Dylan Mulvaney on the cat on the side of the can to celebrate 365 days of womanhood. So technically speaking, Bud Light giving beer to a one-year-old girl. They're crazy. Okay, let me read you some of this. The marketing executive who spoke out about her mission to make the beer brand more inclusive now on a leave of absence... Alyssa Heinerscheid, the Bud Light senior marketing executive behind the controversial Dylan Mulvaney ad campaign, has now taken a leave of absence amid intense backlash to the partnership. She will be replaced by Budweiser Global Marketing VP Todd Allen as Bud Light's vice president of marketing. Uh, their parent company, Anheuser-Busch, losing $5 billion in value after years of partnership, led to nationwide calls to boycott her. Daniel Blake is the other gentleman. He's the marketing chief for Anheuser-Busch. He stepped back from his job also. So she's out. He's out. Uh, and they're trying to figure out a new brain trust to help them sell beer. If you saw their latest commercial uh, that came out last week where you got the horse running through every image in America. You gotta do better than that. I was almost more insulting than the Dylan Mulvaney thing because basically what they did is they're like, well, here's a Clydesdale running past the arches in St. Louis and the Twin Towers in Washington, D.C., and the wheat fields, and you like horses, so like Bud Light again. That's what you gotta do. That was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Never mind that they busted out Mr. Ed, and by the time he was drinking Bud Light, he now identified as Mrs. Ed. What the hell did you just say? Such a dumb time to be alive. But all of this, it's all like a big meatball now. You got the Bud Light thing, that's the marketing angle of this. You got the men playing women's sports angle of this. You got the forcing gender transition surgeries on kids 
Okay, and what they keep telling us over and over and over again is, well, you know, this is inappropriate to ask an athlete their gender. You're putting them in an uncomfortable position. You know what's really putting people in an uncomfortable position? Biological women now having to share a locker room with a biological man. But that's exactly what they're doing. Here's Nancy Mace from South Carolina. She was on this week on ABC, clip 19. Did I lose you? Oh, yeah, yeah. One second. We're just digging it. Live radio. Things go on. A lot happening over here today. Did the thing freeze? It's okay. All right, don't take your time, man. We had a little tech issue during the commercial break, but I was excited to play this clip. It's a lot going on over here today. It's a busy Monday. You voted Thursday to bar transgender athletes from women's sports. Forty professional athletes say that is a mistake. Why do you feel differently? Well, I mean, this is the left's new war on women. I mean, both sides, whether it's the extreme right on abortion or the extreme left on biological men and women's sports, we have come so far. I don't want to see biological men take away the achievements of women and girls. I, I, I've told the story on Thursday. I was molested by a friend of one of my coaches at the age of 14. I was raped by a classmate at the age of 16. Before a girl ever sets foot in the pool or on the court or on the field, she's already in a very vulnerable position. And we've worked hundreds of years for our achievements. So that's her basically saying, hey. That's not right. I mean, and you know who else said it wasn't right? Caitlyn Jenner. So Caitlyn Jenner, I'm going to be on Hannity tonight. Caitlyn Jenner was on Hannity with me Thursday night. Uh, she was actually on a panel with Tommy Lahren, who's going to be joining us in this hour. But we were on the same episode. Here's Caitlin talking about legislation to protect women's sports, clip 22. Now comes along Joe Biden and Title IX. Joe Biden wants to change Title IX. Title IX was about fairness in sports. And all of a sudden, he wants to change it, not as a women's movement, because Title IX was great for women. So many scholarships, it lifted women's sports. But he wants to change it to just, not women, but just your gender identity. It's totally wrong. And what was amazing about this legislation when it went through, it was bipartisan. Every Republican in the House agreed with it. Every Democrat voted against women. So think about that. The Democrats like to tell you, we're the party of women. Democrats are so full of crap. You can't be the party of women if not one of you voted to protect biological women. Think about that. And there's two th- it's a twofold thing here. Okay, most women aren't pushing back against this because women, okay, by design, at their core, are calibrated to be good, decent people. That is a fact check false. Whoa, sexist by my producer. I did not see that drop coming. But now we're just telling jokes. But women really are calibrated to be decent people. They're polite. And they don't want to, as a body start a massive backlash that gets them portrayed as transphobic or hateful or bigoted because that's exactly what's happened to prominent women. Like J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter and got called a monster. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner, who is the face of the transgender movement, Caitlyn Jenner going on the cover of Vanity Fair is what started this national conversation. And there's Caitlyn Jenner, a former men's Olympian, flat out saying, no, I would have no business in women's sports. So the truth is, Okay, there is an off-ramp to this controversy, but the Democrats don't want one. They want to run on pretend oppression. The off-ramp is, all right, if you're 
a biological man who says he's a woman, you're a biological woman who says you're a man, just give them their own division. So you have the men's division, you have the women's division, you have the transgender division. That's tolerance. Whole problem goes away tomorrow. But they don't want tolerance. Tolerance doesn't allow them to call you a bigot. Tolerance gives them nothing to run on. Think of it like the George Floyd video all over again. George Floyd video was sick. Shouldn't have happened. Can't kneel on the guy's neck like that. Okay, we all agreed. We all watched it and we're like, whoa, not good, dude. That cop's getting locked up. That's what we said. But in an election summer, that wasn't any good to the Democrats. They couldn't just be like, see, we agree. Let's lock this guy up. They had to repurpose the imagery to something bigger than it was, meaning in this instance, it wasn't the cop kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Forget Derek Chauvin. It was all of America. We're systemically racist. All the cops are racist. That's what they went with. One cop knelt on George Floyd's neck, and the Democrats decided we were going to defund all of them. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the, the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. Okay, so do you understand? They were ready to get rid of every single cop in the country after a video we all agreed on. We are like, no, no, bad. Can't do it. Can't nail on his neck. But consensus is invaluable. Okay, agreement, tolerance, not valuable, okay, when it comes to the transgender in sports. Okay, if you want to let transgender athletes compete against each other, they're tolerant. We're not denying them acceptance. They have two options. A, either create, create a special division or B, create a, you know, compete against your own biology. Either way, nobody's saying you don't belong in sports. We're not saying, Leah Thomas, you can't swim. We're saying you should be swimming against the boys because no matter how much makeup you put on, no matter how much you change your swimsuit, you're still a boy. Biologically, ergo, you should be competing on a level playing field. And the reason Bud Light is minus two executives as we sit here and talk right now is because they took their actual beer brand and aligned it with that ridiculousness. Budweiser presents Real Them of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Millions of beer drinkers spend the day working a grueling shift on the construction site, but you pranced around the house on TikTok dressed as a six-year-old girl. You're a kid Anyone can hang their hat up after a long shift, but only a true hero can take off their dress and untape their nuts. Oh, that stings! So crack open an ice-cold bud, Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. Normally, beer comes in a cardboard case, but thanks to you, it now comes in a mental case. Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And right now we're going across the pond talking to our favorite lovable expat, Linda, is half in the bag in France. <laughs> Linda, which Linda do I have today? Hey, girlfriend. Yeah, well, you have the Linda that lives in France, but it's 
hardcore Texan. <laughs> no, I just didn't know if I had if I had Pinot Noir Linda or Merlot Linda. That's all I was asking. Uh, no, no, not yet. Okay. Just All right, checking. can I just really jump into this? Because go, I don't girl, know how much go. time I have, but there's so many damn things I want to say. All right, we got a minute and 40 seconds. Hit the bricks. Hit it. Let's go. All right, all right. So, for example, drag queen hour. All right, number one thing we need to do as conservatives, we need to stop playing their damn game. We need to stop being on the offensive. We need to start playing satire, comedy. All of that comes into play. Um, I really love DeSantis' video, and mm-hmm. he kind of, I think, stole from you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Real Men of Women's Sport. Yeah, theirs came out two weeks after I did it on Gutfeld. But, yeah, go ahead. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I, I think it was stolen, but regardless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, all right, so play their game. So drag queen story hour. Instead, parents and drag. Mm-hmm. Dragon <laughs> costumes. It's not drag, just dragon costumes, reading how to train a dragon, whatever. Yeah. You just start playing against them. Mm -hmm. So when they say a gun kills, you do the parodies, which you already do. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, a plane runs into a building. Well, I guess we all need to stop using planes. Mm. So there's just so many things. Do parents – But all right. Ultimately, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. I'm not – well, of course I'm political, but I'm not there in the U.S. and I can't run for anything. But I think, seriously, if Trump or whoever's going to win needs to stop saying left or Democrat, they just need to start saying what is the need. (laughs) The needs are parental control. All right, address that. Good one. Government or parent. Let's deal with Linda, you were so hot. We're 10 seconds from a commercial, but I think you were so hot. I mean, you you really were making good points, and I will forward them to whoever the nominee is, girlfriend. Enjoy your happy hour. We're back after this. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action, big Monday, kind of an uneventful day here at Fox News uh, in the media as at home. Uh, but joining us now to spice things up, she is the host of Tommy Laren is Fearless on Outkick. She is a Fox News contributor and pound for pound, my actual favorite person to hang out with in the green room. Tommy Laren is here. Hey, girl. Hey, uh, I'm so glad that I could fill some time for you today. I know that there's just nothing going on <laughs> in the building, so I'm just happy that I could provide a little bit of excitement on this Monday. <laughs> thanks for thanks for bringing in the smelling salts. I mean, we've just been sitting here. Man, oh boy, oh man. Um, and by the way, I hope you caught that I referred to you as such a good green room hang. You're, you were the best green room hang around. Very underrated, Tommy. Even better than the brothers who fake assaulted Jesse Smollett. Good. That's a lot. I will take it, and I I will wear it like a badge of honor. Well, uh, here's the thing. I consider them in a separate category. So, okay, fair. As Fox people go, I give you the belt unequivocally. You're the heavyweight champion. But the Smollett Smollett brothers, they do win for, like, in the nostalgia division because they were hilarious. That was its own thing. But isn't that the funniest thing about what we do is you just never know what you're walking into when the green room door swings open? That is an understatement. You really just never know. And I have to say to all of your listeners out there, you are as funny in the green room 
with no camera or microphone as you are with a camera and a microphone, and that's difficult to do. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I think uh, Thanks, I think that we're both a good time in the green room. Maybe well, one day we'll do a green room show. You never know. Could you imagine? Well, I'm going to cut you off with the compliments, or I'm going to owe my drug dealer a raise. So let's uh, let's <laughs> let's just nip this in the bud right now. Um, a couple of quick things I just want to throw at you as the host of Tommy Laren is Fearless. Um, by the way, I know your schedule would never permit this. But do you know, and I mean this, I get asked all the time if you would ever guest host the show when I was away. Would you do it if you were in town? Just settle a bet with me. You don't actually have to do it. A thousand percent. Would you, though? A thousand percent, and I will bring my own knickknacks. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Hold on. And there might be different knickknacks than the knickknacks you left, Uh but I would love to do it. I just talked to your producer, so some Friday when you're out. You know, having fun, hungover, who knows? I would love to fill in for you. (laughs) And it would be my absolute honor to sit next to all of your clutter one of these days. (laughs) Hold on. Just allow me this. There it is. Tommy, that's a big deal. And I won money. I won money. I said, I was like, you know what? Tommy is cool enough. She would guest host the pants off of the show. And then uh, there was something like, no, you know, this and that. No, Tommy, you are a hero for this. All right. Well, listen. I'm rich now, so I don't even care what happens to this interview because I won the bet. Uh, but let me throw some things at you anyway. Uh, as, a, as, a, as someone who's hosting a show, and we always love content, the idea that Joe Biden's running again is kind of amazing as a show host, but it's kind of not amazing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I still don't think it's going to happen. All right. <laughs> I think that he might make an announcement, uh-huh. and then I think that in a couple of months, when they realize that Ron DeSantis is going to run, then they're going to be like, well, you know, people really hate Trump, so mm-hmm. maybe you could elect the vegetable again. But I think once you have Ron DeSantis in the mix, I think that they're going to put Gavin Newsom in there. And yes. I promise you, I will bet you anything that they put Gavin Newsom to run in 2024 once DeSantis announces. Yo. Because uh-huh. Biden, you know, he's old, he's not cognitive. Against Trump, enough people hate Trump that he might be able to pull it off. Yep. But I just don't think that you could do it with a Ron DeSantis. I just don't. And I think that Gavin Newsom has been chomping at the hair gel to take on (laughs) Ron DeSantis. So that's still what I think is going to happen. I don't care if the man announces tomorrow. I I still think that that's what we're going to see in 2024. That would be amazing. Tommy Lahren is on on the line right now. She's, of course, the host of Tommy Lahren is Fearless on OutKick, Superstar Fox News contributor. Uh, it's weird because, to your point about Gavin Newsom, he is campaigning right now. Like, for a guy who doesn't plan on running, he's going everywhere. And there's no reason to go. It's not like he's a surrogate for a Biden campaign that hasn't even started. So I could see that. I mean, don't you think and on Jimmy, some... There is yeah. a reason, though. Go there ahead. is a reason for him to go. He mm. doesn't want to be in California either. Right? <laughs> he's going to all the red states because he, too, is sick of being in that hellhole. So he wants to go to Florida into Texas and other red states because he doesn't want to be in California. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but also he's definitely running for president in 2024. <laughs> he's actually going because he doesn't feel safe in California. He's like, I can't do it. I'm, exactly. I'm going to go to Ukraine and hang out with Zelensky. It's safer. I'll go fly over there. Uh, Tommy, throw this at me because I do agree with you. I, I, I and. I have an on-air bet with Hannity because Hannity and I bet on the air. Hannity's like, no, he's going to run because he's an incumbent. They're going to make him run. I said no. So be the arbiter here, okay? If Biden runs but drops out, as we all think he's going to, once the if the Republican nominee is younger, I guess I technically still owe Hannity the money, though, because he did try to run or no? Well, I think technically he would still be running, but then the last minute – 
they're going to throw them under the bus. So I mm-hmm. think that would be, I, I don't oh. know. There's a lot of new rules in sports now. You know, baseball's <laughs> got a whole new set of rules. So I'm not entirely sure. But, it's a you pitch know, clock. I think that Hannity could afford it. So I think you could probably, you could probably make it work. I'm going to welch on Hannity. That's what I'm going to do. I'll tell him Tommy Lahren said so. Well, you're talking about new rules in sports. Uh, when you were on Hannity last, you were on a paddle with Caitlyn Jenner, who is a men's Olympic track star, uh, who is pretty outspoken about the fact that someone like her would or he would have no business competing against biological women. And it's such a scam that it's made it as far as it has with not a single Democrat voting to ban biological men from women's sports. And I think this is becoming like their signature issue because it's like the new race card. They can just call you transphobic. But are you starting to get the feeling people are beyond like Riley Gaines, Caitlyn Jenner and yourself, that people as a whole are starting to stand up for women a little bit more? Do you think that the social justice mob is still winning? Well, Democrats aren't standing up for women. Oh, but if them. you would have told me, Jimmy, mm-hmm. you remember back in like 2012 when they had that whole Republican war on women? That was their big thing is that Mitt Romney and his binder full of women, the <laughs> war on women. You know, that's what they told us. And that was their cause back in that election. So now if you would have told me at that point that sitting here in 2023, Democrats would be cheering for white men to compete <laughs> against women, I would have told you you were crazy. But that really is where we are now. They are cheering for predominantly white men to replace women of all shapes, sizes, and colors. That is the new Democrat Party. If they think that's going to go over well for them, let's remember that their voting base, their electorate, if it's all transgenders, makes about 0.1% of the population. So I'm not sure that's a winning strategy, but they see the rainbows everywhere, and they're blinded by the rainbows. And that's fine. If that's the hill they want to die on, Go for it. I hope that you find your pot of gold. <laughs> I'm talking to Tommy Laird. I'm just dying because the irony of that is you're right. The Democrats just spent 10 years on white men are the devil. And now they're like, no, actually, white men deserve a trophy. Give them a trophy for swimming against women. Uh, and it isn't Dylan Mulvaney kind of destroying their argument about the pay gap. He's been a woman a half hour. He's got 10 million in the bank. Right. Also, with five o'clock shadow, uh, as seen in recent <laughs> paparazzi photos, so I'm not sure how committed Dylan Mulvaney is to his 375 days now yeah. of womanhood. But, you know, he's only been a woman for a little over a year, and he's already sank like a historic beer company. So, <laughs> you know, as far as things go, that's kind of an accomplishment. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's gotten a lot under his, lot under his belt uh, in more ways than one. We're talking to Tommy Lair. Exactly. Larry. I'm glad you said it because I was about to. <laughs> Well, it was so funny when we were on Hannity and we were telling silly jokes, and you said that to me when we were walking off. Tommy, in, a, in front of a live audience show, I actually think you would get away with it, but I think the reason poli- people police you so hard, and I think this is true, is because people don't know what to make of you, meaning the opposition to you doesn't know what to do with you. So they mischaracterize everything you say. Like a good example would be drag shows. You have never said drag shows shouldn't exist. You've just said maybe not with a five-year-old. But they categorize that as like you're ready to kill all the drag queens. But last I checked, I mean, that's not really on your to-do list this week, no? I don't care if drag queens want to perform for other adults and they find that entertaining i mean i don't understand it i don't get it it doesn't appeal to me but if you want to dance sexy dance for other adults really don't care to me it's so weird though Mm -hmm. how excited they are to dance for children and how much they will defend to the death what they believe is their right to sexy dance in front of kids you just can't (laughs) explain why you want to do that 
Otherwise, without saying, I'm listen, I'm a pervert, I'm a pedophile, yeah. I want to dance for kids. There's just no other explanation for it. That's and we had Lizzo point. here in Tennessee <laughs> over the weekend uh-huh. who wanted to make a point, so she trotted out the drag queens. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite tell the difference between her and the drag queens. But that's beside the point. It's just they, they want to make a point that they want to groom children, and I don't understand how that's become acceptable in today's culture, but here we are. It's so No, you make, it, you make a really funny point. Uh, and the Lizzo story, it's my favorite thing in the world because there's this clear dichotomy uh, between how the Democrats treat you depending on what your party affiliation is. Our friend Caitlyn Jenner was the face of the transgender movement until about day three when she said she was a Republican, and they have banished her from polite society. Now, you know as well as I do, Lizzo is aligning herself with Democratic causes, and for that she's praised as heroic and body positive. If Lizzo was a Republican, do you think for a second that Democrats would be calling her body positive, or do you think they would be fat shaming her? You know, I have no idea. I don't think it will ever exist in a world where Lizzo is going to be on the Republican <laughs> side. Like, I never foresee that happening. Well, I could be wrong. Well, a lot of things happen today. That. A lot of things happen today that we couldn't foresee happen. So. You just never know what's going to happen, I All right. suppose. All right. But, you know, Lizzo, whatever. If you want to be big, you want to be mm-hmm. body positive, nobody really cares. Nope. Just please don't come to Tennessee and break our laws. That's all we ask. Fair. All right? This is no, no, this is all fair stuff from Tommy Lauren, the host of Tommy Lauren is is fearless on Outkicked, uh, the one day guest host of this show. Yeah, it has to happen. It would be a big deal to the American people. Oh, I would enjoy it, and hopefully, I would be able to get away with as much as you get away with. But I have a feeling <laughs> that I won't because why? Because Jimmy Taylor, you are a white man, so you got the Democrats <laughs> behind you. Well, well, I am going to be off because I'm modeling Nike's women's yoga pants. So <laughs> save some room on the calendar. Tommy, you're the best. I love you, babe. Take All right. Me. I'll talk to you soon. See you. There she goes. The great Tommy Laren. There we go. Back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. Holy hell. You want to talk about day, uh, things I didn't expect to report on the show when I got out of bed this morning. Tucker Carlson, cable news icon, most prominent names in all of television, are no longer with us here on the Fox News channel. We do not have details. Uh, we cannot elaborate because we don't have information. Like, I'm a responsible broadcaster. Like, in the aftermath of a shooting, I don't start yelling at senators or congressmen who had nothing to do with it, gun manufacturers, without knowing what kind of gun was used or how it was procured. Uh, The only thing I will weigh in on, though, is that there was a report out of Rolling Stone that says uh, Fox News staffers are experiencing pure joy right now. That is a fact-check false. No, we're experiencing pure shock. None of us knew this was coming. None of this knew why it happened. But all of us obviously wish Tucker and his staff and his viewers and his fans and his family uh, the absolute best of luck. The most luck allowable by law, if you will, uh, in terms of future endeavors. I don't know that he'll need it. He's one of the most beloved figures in the country. Uh, Also, obviously, to the left, 
the Antichrist, which we know is not true, but it's how he continued to be characterized throughout the entirety of his primetime dominance here at Fox. So it's a crazy, crazy story, and I don't doubt there'll be a million different reports on it today, but I do doubt that any of them have legitimate sourcing here inside the building because I'm walking around inside the building. I did a TV hit an hour ago, and during a commercial break, I ran into his staff, and they're just as shocked as I am. Uh, So in this moment, uh, it's a heavy thing. I'm sure there will be updates to the story. But one of the things about working in cable news and news as a whole is you just got to keep rolling. Like you don't have the luxury. It's like even when something like truly horrible happens, you know, you want to sit there and just be like, my God, wrap your head around it. How could somebody do this? Why is this a thing? You know, what are the victims? What are their families? But at the same time, you have an obligation to get this content, this news out onto the air. You know, you got to get the, you know, the the right, you know, descriptor and, you know, Chiron onto the screen. And, you know, you have internally so much, but you have so much to deliver in real time that you don't have the luxury of processing. You know, you more importantly have the responsibility of presenting. So even on a moment like today, you know, where we lose Tucker here at the channel, uh, we have the obligation to continue covering the news as it happens. As Joe Biden just spoke, Joe Biden's getting ready to launch his campaign tomorrow, his reelection campaign. He spoke a few minutes ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But he seems to be making the children's issues that the Democrats want to run on which is let us give your kid a a gender reassignment surgery or you're a transphobe, you're a monster, you're a bigot. They're really latching on to this identity politics lane. And I got to be honest with you, it's weapons grade stupid. But here is Biden saying a moment ago that there's no such thing as someone else's children. They're all of our children. I got to be honest. Not even close. Not even a little. My kid is not one bazillionth of a percent of anyone else's but mine. Uh, And if you thought otherwise, I'd beat you up. Like bad, though, not in a good way. And I don't ever call for violence. But if you look at my child like he's actually yours, I promise it doesn't end good for you. But here is Biden. Take it away. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Our nation's children are all our children. That's the claim from Joe Biden. No, they're not. Okay, I understand we want our children as a whole to do well. Yes. But if you think for a second I want the people giving drag shows to five-year-olds to be co-parenting my children. Uh, What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Seriously, Joe Biden. Do you want the party that's now proposing sanctuary states for children who want to get a gender reassignment surgery and not tell their parents? Yo, I'm not talking to you from a political standpoint here. I'm talking to you from a human standpoint. Throw politics out of this. Every single one of us knows that in the history of children, there has never been a conversation that begins with, don't tell your parents, that has the children's best interests in mind. That's true. That is true. In the history of children, don't 
tell your parents is code word for I'm doing something to you I shouldn't. Bingo. Okay, so when you start hearing things about, well, our states are going to be providing abortion tourism. The kids who want to get aborted, or kids want to get their gender reassigned. No, no, no. For a multitude of reasons, our kids are our own kids. Parental authority, parental discretion. To the parent or guardian of, as the letterhead would say, it doesn't ever come to you in the mail as to one of the 330 million co-parents of Lincoln Fela. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd love it if the rest of you would chip in for this kid's grocery bill. But when it comes to actual parenting, get out of it. I mean, shut your fat face. No. And I'm not even any good at it. But even I know better. Joe Biden will launch his re-election campaign tomorrow. You can watch it live on Comedy Central. Until then, I'll see you on Hannity tonight on 9 p.m. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.